God's plan rests on the unity of the Spirit. Right. And Jesus' prayer, I mean, in, in John 17, as we were saying, everything in that prayer was about make, make them one. And what was the reason? So that the world may know yes. that you have sent me. Right. 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 The implication is unity is the best testimony to the world around us that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Koinonia podcast. Today, Pastor Nathan and I have a conversation about unity. We're in a new series with our uh, with our Koinonia family on Sunday mornings. We've been studying the book of Ephesians and how the gospel is meant to reshape who we are. And one of the key themes that Paul touches on in light of the gospel is unity of the believers. And so today we start and have a really great conversation about unity. How do we come under the unity of Christ? What does that look like? How do we deal with disagreements that we have with other believers? What role does the Holy Spirit play in helping us come under the unity of Christ? These sound like... um, big picture ideas but we get practical and man today's conversation was challenging it was convicting uh, and I learned a lot and so I'm hoping that you will as well so let's learn together welcome back everybody to the Koinonia podcast I'm here with Pastor Nathan and uh, it's now summer, especially <laughs> on the inside of my office. <laughs> yeah, it's not technically summer, but it's summer weather outside, which yeah. I'm very thankful for. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. nice. Well, today we want to um, uh, continue our conversations around Scripture, and mm-hmm. uh, we want to talk about the book of Ephesians because that's the um, book that we're studying on Sundays with our church family and anybody who's listening along. And so we've covered... Uh, well, we're, we're, we're working through the whole book pretty mm-hmm. slow mm-hmm. Um, to really get into it. And we're just over chapter 2, right? Yeah, we're up to, we just finished chapter 2, verse 10 on Sunday. Yes, okay. So so today what we want to do, and, and one of the things maybe I'll mention first is Ephesians is set up kind of in two halves, mm-hmm. um, where in the first half, Paul is outlining um, what... The gospel is in in what Jesus has done and what mm-hmm. we have access to as believers, mm-hmm. and then in the second half he outlines how, in light of this, mm-hmm. now how should this be shaping how we live in right. our everyday relationships and decisions and stuff. And so we're we're just a well we're a couple weeks away from the conclusion of the first half, um, so we're going to talk through some things from chapter one, chapter two. But I, I kind of want to frame our conversation around the idea of unity because mm-hmm. Paul seems to think that's really important. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the Bible seems to think yeah, that's really important. Yeah. 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 And so um, that's something that is outlined so much through what we see here. And and not just like unity in terms of, you know, being nice to each other or mm. being uh, focused on the same thing, but 
unity in Christ mm -hmm. and what that actually means. Because it's so easy to say, like, yeah, we find our unity in Jesus. But, like, yeah, okay. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? And what does um, that look like? Exactly. Yeah. And what yeah. is that? In my mind, that especially comes into play. It's like, what does that mean when that's not what I actually want to do? Mm. Or, like, my natural response. Yeah, then how do I actually find unity with somebody through Christ. So we want to talk about that a little bit today. And, and kind of all of one and two, there's points that we could touch on that, mm. that Paul is bringing out in light of what Christ has done. Mm -hmm. um, where do you want to start? In well, chapter, in chapter one. yeah, given that we're talking about the concept of unity, I, I think it's important for us to go back to chapter one, verse 10. Uh, which is kind of the, yeah, in, in the English uh, translation that I have here anyway, it's it's building to this point where he's talking about, Paul is talking about God's will mm. and what he's attempting to do in and through Jesus. And uh, I'll start at verse 8. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. So God's got this purpose, this will, this good pleasure that he's attempting to accomplish through Jesus, right. through Jesus, what he's doing, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. So there's this future place that God is aiming everything towards mm -hmm. that hasn't yet arrived and what is it? It's to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. So the work of Christ is intended ultimately to bring cosmic unity, right? Like universal unity right? Um, for all those who will come under his rulership. Right. Because he's Lord, mm -hmm. he's king. Um and so that's what God is aiming to do. And so I think it's very important for us to understand that, that when when we think about unity, and this is throughout the book, this just is kind of beginning to be revealed at the, in chapter one, but it gets repeated in various ways throughout the book. So God's grand plan involves unity mm -hmm. of all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. So when we think about unity, this is a big deal. Yeah. It's not just this nice concept. Yeah. Wouldn't it Let's be nice? Let's all get along. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all get along? You know, this kind of cherry on the top kind of, you know. <laughs> right. It would be nice if we could achieve that. Right. You know. Um, cherry on top. In fact, this is actually this very core to the substance of what God is trying to do. Yeah. Um, and so when we understand that, we begin to see just how significant it is. And you and I talked um, when we were just chatting before, we were talking about how Jesus had this same thing at the core of his prayer mm -hmm. in John 17. Yes. Remember that? Yes. It's like this very, uh, uh, he says one a lot. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not, if you don't read it carefully, it's like, okay, so we're one in Christ, but then Christ is one in the Father, but... Because Christ is one in the Father and we're one in Christ, Christ is in us. <laughs> it's easy to get lost. But but what Jesus, yeah, what what he's he's praying is that we would experience that unity that he has with the Father. Right. That the the oneness that is found in 
Jesus' relationship with the Father would be found in in us as mm-hmm. as we are in Christ, right. which is sounds like a nice idea. <laughs> um, yes, but it's a that's like that's difficult to actually, or it feels like it's difficult to actually experience. Yeah, and I think it comes down to uh, so first of all, it's it's massively important, is what I was yeah where I was going with that yeah. Because it's at the heart of the plan of the Father. Mm-hmm. It's at the heart of the cry of the Son. Mm-hmm. And it's the, at the heart of what the Spirit is attempting to do, which we find out in Ephesians 4, yeah. when it talks about uh, the bond of the Spirit, yes. um, the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, striving to maintain this. Yeah. Right? And yes, it is impossible in our own strength. Yeah. And this is the point. Yeah. Um, and this is why the Holy Spirit's so key to it actually happening right being walked out in our daily lives yeah so i think we have to acknowledge that first mm-hmm. that he god is wanting to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under christ mm-hmm. so so the two things i see here one is that it's christ mm-hmm. that is at the center of the, this unifying yes. event right uh, or state mm-hmm. condition Christ is at the center of it. So if we don't have Christ at the center, you know, the thing that enables you and I to have unity is the fact that Christ is at the center of both of our lives. Mm -hmm. But then it talks about not just Christ being at the center, but there's this under word. Yeah, yeah. And I've never heard unity described as something that we come under the unity of. You mentioned mm. that bef- before we started. So mm. let's let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look around us in the world, people come into unity around all kinds of things. Right. Could be a political party. Mm-hmm. Could be a favorite sports team. Yeah, could that be instantly a, unites yeah. sports teams. <laughs> yeah. Could be a hobby. Yeah. Um, it could be a particular philosophy. Sure. About something. And when people find common ground in that area, they there is a unity that comes. Yeah. Um, because they're focused on their agreement about that thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. But it's you know, it's a superficial unity, really. Yeah. It's not a it's not a spiritual unity. Mm-hmm that we're talking about because yeah. what Jesus is talking about is something that goes beyond just uh, we have a common interest mm-hmm. in Christ. We we have Christ at the center of our lives in terms of our pursuit. He is our highest priority, but also Christ is in both of us mm-hmm. as in the spirit of Christ because mm-hmm. Jesus Christ yeah. is seated at the Father's right hand. But he's given us his spirit. Yeah. So the spirit of Christ is within each of us. Mm-hmm. And when we come under that, when we come under that common vision of glorifying Jesus, that common desire to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself, and see the gospel proclaimed, and see people come to Christ, mm-hmm. when that becomes the paramount thing in our lives yeah every other thing we might disagree about the politics sure. the sports team yeah the philosophy yeah. in a particular area is secondary mm. and and so this is this is the, the, it's key to whether we walk out unity or not 
Yeah. And then the spirit empowers it all, right? Right. So I'm thinking about the moments when I have felt like I am not in unity <laughs> with somebody who who we do share the common we do both share that the spirit of Christ is inside of us, but in the moment we are not right. experiencing unity. Right. Um is is that because we've allowed something else to be the thing that unifies us and when that thing isn't so f- some philosophy for example mm-hmm. if you and i are debating about something and it really causes us to not be unified in mm-hmm. our um, relationship does that happen because we've allowed something else to take that or we've come under the unity of something else mm-hmm. instead of christ mm-hmm. like because because in theory, like if we all have the spirit of Christ in us, like we should be able to figure this out, but yeah. it doesn't feel like it's that obvious. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, what you're saying is is in the right direction there. Um, it's, I think we can actually have a superficial unity hmm. and think that it's the unity of the spirit. Ah, you know, we, when it might be the unity of it, it, philosophy it, about it, the spirit. Yes, right. yes. So... And, and we, we've actually, yeah, we've, we've pinned our unity on something that isn't truly the unity that of Christ. Right. It's, um, you know, it's, it's an opinion. We happen to share the same opinion about a theological topic. Sure. A particular doctrine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're all good with that until we find out that we actually disagree with, with (laughs) each other on some certain topic that we have actually made bigger than the agenda that God has right. of building his kingdom. Yeah. Because I think it's important to to recognize and acknowledge that unity doesn't mean we agree about everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, G- and Jesus displayed that in his group of disciples that he, <laughs> yeah. that he uh, called to follow him. And I have just been learning so much about how different all of them were. Uh-huh. Like, in my mind, I just assumed they were all just a bunch of guys who were like, oh, yeah, Jesus sounds interesting. Like, yeah, right. I guess we're going to follow him, and now we're all friends. Like, uh-huh. that's not the case. Like, w- <laughs> <laughs> like, one of them was a tax collector, which I have just been I, – I, I don't have the same uh, perspective that a Jewish Jewish man who was one of Jesus' disciples would have had of a tax mm-hmm. collector. Like, mm-hmm. I – I just can't comprehend that relationship. So it's been helpful to see how the Jewish community did not like tax collectors mm-hmm. one bit. And mm-hmm. even to have to eat lunch in the same room as them or, mm-hmm. you know, follow the same teacher was like, that wasn't really heard of. Yeah. So maybe you should explain that a little bit because when, I mean, maybe even in our North American uh, society, the, yeah. I- the idea of, a tax collector isn't a thrilling one because nobody <laughs> seems to like to pay taxes. Yes. And so somebody who's responsible for that process doesn't <laughs> sound like the kind of person you automatically want to hang out with. Yeah. But it goes deeper than that. Yes. Yeah. So um, it, it, it does go deeper. I've I've been reading this, this interesting fiction book about um, Judas Iscariot. And in mm. the book, the author is just she's she's painting this incredible picture of what Jesus relationship with his disciples could have been like. I mean, she's very clear that, you know, I'm not trying to write a true story or anything, but it's just, it's interesting. She really outlines how she's researched 
the Jewish culture and community and and tax collectors um, who collected tax on behalf of Rome right. were Jewish yes. people. And so Jews who, who, who were having to pay taxes to Rome felt like the tax collectors had betrayed yes. the Jewish community and people. And so they were like fully excluded yes. um, and looked down upon and, yes. um, you know, pushed aside. And so for Jesus to have a group of some Jewish disciples that were, um, you know, following him and, and looking for the Messiah and believed that one day the Messiah would liberate them from Rome. And then for Jesus to call a tax collector, mm-hmm. these guys are like, wait, are you serious? Yeah. Like, does he seriously want me to, yeah. to uh, let this guy join what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And it was just so um, a scandalous. Like, it was just mm-hmm. socially like, dude, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus, that, that shows like he's painting a picture of what it looks like to come under the unity of right. Christ. Right. Because that's what his disciples had to come under. It wasn't the unity of Rome or even the unity of how they interpreted the law. Mm-hmm. Um, their unity was was coming under Christ, which yes. is just fascinating. Yes. Yeah. So they would have had disagreements. They did yeah. disagree. They argued about who was the greatest, you know. Yeah, the issue of Matthew being a tax collector. And tax collectors were basically, you know, given a an amount that they had to collect, mm-hmm. but then it was okay with Rome if they went above and beyond that amount. Yeah. It's like, I need a, I need a new, uh, camel. I'm, yeah. I'm going to just shave a little bit off the top here. Yeah. Or, um, um, inflate the tax rate. Sure. Beyond what Rome required right. and then pocket the rest, Yeah, which is what Zacchaeus, you know, when you see the story yeah. of Zacchaeus, that's what he's, he's done. And, uh, that's what Matthew would almost certainly have done. It's right. just, it was yeah. it was an opportunity to make some big money yeah. off of his own people, which right. was the <laughs> and that's this the scandalous yeah yeah. yeah so so unity uh, to have true unity for us as believers it has to go beyond the kinds of things that the world looks for unity in mm, yeah like the common interest yeah you know the ho- common hobby the sports team the political party got to go beyond that mm-hmm. um and for us to remain united under christ means that there is nothing more important to us than following him as our lord and savior mm. and seeing his mission accomplished and that includes my disagreement with you right right so if you agree that jesus christ is lord yeah that he's the savior that i'm saved by grace through faith and that you know, he, he it's through his sacrifice and resurrection that I am forgiven and made right with God. That's enough right? Um, for us to walk together in unity mm. because God's mission, his mandate, his, his eternal purpose is not contingent on whether or not I agree with you about other smaller issues of doctrine, though I may be passionate about them. Yeah. Though I may feel they're very important. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I elevate those things above the thing that's supposed to unite us, which is being under Christ, then I have I have misplaced, um, you know, my priorities. Yeah, yeah, come under the wrong 
area of, of unity. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I I've I've been looking at something else to unify me. Right. With my brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. So again, it doesn't mean I have to agree with somebody in everything. And you know, there are different churches, different denominations that right. have different perspectives on different issues of doctrine, and that's really why there are different denominations. Right. But we we must never allow the spirit of disunity because that's what the enemy wants to sow among us Mm -hmm. to get in into our hearts when it comes to our brothers and sisters in christ Mm -hmm. um we 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 must stay away from the us and them kind of separation that the enemy wants to bring in Mm -hmm. because the enemy knows satan knows that god's plan rests on the unity of the spirit right and Jesus' prayer, I mean, in, in John 17, as we were saying, everything in that prayer was about make, make them one. And what was the reason? So that the world may know yes. that you have sent me. Right. 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 The implication is unity is the best testimony to the world around us that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Yeah. Wow. And so when I... When I um, make something else bigger than remaining united with my brother and sister in Christ, I am actually tearing down what God is trying to build. I am, right. I am destroying, I, you know, he, he wants us to build the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But when I sow division because of my disunity with my brother, my refusal to walk in unity because of a disagreement in some area, um, I am actually tearing down the kingdom that Jesus came to establish and build. Yeah. I am wow. actually thwarting the mission that Jesus gave us to accomplish as his disciples. Yeah. To go into all the world and reclaim yeah. the gospel and teach them to observe everything that he's commanded, you know, all that stuff. I have just said that's less important mm. than this thing. Than this thing that I disagree with you about, Nick. Yeah, wow. And I mean when you put it that way, it's it feels like it, should, it feels like it should be the easy choice to make like uh-huh. let's set these things aside but it's difficult yeah and and this is why we have to keep coming back to am i truly under christ mm. right yeah and that's that's about lordship right? mm-hmm. being under christ yeah. the, that's the language of he is my lord he is he's my king he's the one who leads directs his priority is what matters I am here to serve his will, which is what Jesus did. Yeah, right. And this is why he was in complete unity with the Father, Mm -hmm. because the Father's priority was his will. Yeah, even when when it wasn't Jesus' first choice. Exactly. We see this in the garden when he's praying, you know, if if we can, if there's, you know, if if there's a way for this cup to pass from me, then let's choose that. Yes. But nevertheless... Not my will, but yours be done. Like that's yes, that's the picture. The cup represented the will of God, right? And he, the cup was given to Jesus to drink, which yes. was his death. Yeah, you know this this process of him being tortured and crucified and dying and separated from God. All that stuff mm-hmm. was the cup, right? And the cup was the Father had given him the cup and said, "Drink this." Yeah. Um, because I want, through your obedience, to do so, to liberate humanity from the penalty and power of sin and to establish my kingdom 
and to bring about the salvation of of all people that will put their faith in what you're about to do jesus so jesus is like if there's another if there's another way to accomplish the plan yeah let's talk about it right now (laughs) let let's get all the cards on the table you know yeah um but nevertheless yeah i will drink the cup yeah i will do all those things father um if there's not another way because what is paramount to me is your will in other words i am under yeah, yeah. god i'm right. under the father's will at this moment in time yeah and so as a result jesus became king of kings and lord of lords and now our response to that mm-hmm. is to come under christ yeah and if all of us do that as believers we can have unity yeah i want to i want to go back to um what something that you said um our unity is and maybe you can help me with this wording but something to the effect of our our unity is the greatest testament of mm, jesus mm-hmm. jesus work yeah. um that really puts it like that that's just such an interesting concept i don't know if we talk about that enough mm. um that that my our ability as believers to come under the unity of christ is the great is the, the greatest testament to his work on the cross mm. um and his resurrection and the life that he offers us like that feels uh weighty mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because sometimes i think it's easy for me to f- to believe that the greatest testament of jesus work on the cross is my salvation mm. um and me just living in that now mm. that is a, a, an important element of what he did but i think when that's all we focus on we miss so that the world will know. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. um, so I, I yeah. wonder. Oh, sorry. Did you want to jump in? No, no, that's good. So I'm I, I, I uh, so what? How? Like, kind of practically, what do we do when mm. we're when we find ourselves um, under the unity of something that's not Christ? Or in other mm. words, we're having a conflict with with mm. somebody who's who's a believer, mm-hmm. um, and it feels like the things that we get in conflict about with other believers are it feels like they should be on the same level as what jesus is calling us to come under Mm. um what should we do like how do we maybe it's something about theology or some Mm. philosophy or doctrinal thing Mm -hmm. um how do we come under christ's unity especially when it's something that we're passionate about or Mm. we feel is really important Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there are a few a few components to it. One is we just need to remember the big picture. Right. And we <laughs> yeah. need to perhaps repent of make, which means to change your mind, mm-hmm. which results in a corresponding change in the way you live. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to repent for allowing something else to become more important than what Christ is trying to do. Right. You know. And, we and have we're to, repenting to Christ, by the way, not to it, the person where... Yeah, yeah. And and we need to get, be really honest with ourselves because often I think what we do is we fool ourselves because we want this thing that we disagree about to mm. be big enough for us to disagree about it mm. and feel justified. So we make it right up there with the deity of Christ, his, you know, his death on the cross, the plan of redemption, you know, we put it, we, we justify 
our strong disagreement and our corresponding bad behavior (laughs) (laughs) yeah um by saying you know this no this is a make or break issue this is you know this is a heaven or hell thing this is a redeemed or not redeemed thing and we convince ourselves that it's actually that right and so i think sometimes it just requires us being really honest with ourselves and asking the holy spirit to help us to to see whether that really is in fact the case right you know yeah and and i think most of the time it's not you know there are some things that we we need to um draw a line in the sand over mm-hmm. there are some like if if jesus is if there's more than one way to god then that the person who believes that has missed the gospel right you know yeah if if they if a person thinks that um their works uh, earn their salvation and that Christ's death on the cross was not what was required to make us right with God there's a line there you know what i mean yeah. but there are there are few <laughs> uh, there aren't as many as we might claim there are and we need to have a really honest look in the mirror with the help of the holy spirit you know is this really that thing that is a is a you know heaven or hell yeah saved or not saved issue and if it right. isn't then we just need to lay it down and and pray mm-hmm. for our brother or sister if we truly believe mm-hmm. that they're missing something significant then we pray for them right um but we don't make it bigger than christ we yeah. don't make it bigger than his kingdom building his kingdom yeah and so though that's a a big piece of how we do it and and another part of the the whole um so there are kind of two things that as i recall and see it in scripture that jesus identifies as being crucial to the world knowing right yeah. who he is yes one is unity yeah. and the other is love mm-hmm. and those two things work together yes that's what i was going to say yes <laughs> yeah so love is not an emotion primarily i mean there are emotions that accompany love and we're grateful for those but fundamentally love is not an emotion right yeah it is a commitment to do what is best for another Mm -hmm. even the at our own expense it's sacrificial right so um when jesus says if you love one another as i have loved you the world's gonna know that you're my disciples right that and unity Mm -hmm. uh, they're there's a there's commonality there so we can't we can't walk in unity if we don't love one another as christ has loved us right yeah and if we love one another as christ has loved us it's going to be a whole lot easier to walk in unity right we're going to see the fruit of that unity for sure yeah for sure and if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking um Asking the Holy Spirit for help isn't good enough. <laughs> I would challenge you to try it <laughs> because I, f- I find myself coming back to that so often when I'm navigating something that's a conflict or something mm-hmm. relational. And it's like, man, I, if I have the spirit of Christ on the inside of me, then I have to have faith that he's actually going there to be my helper, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, to be the advocate. And so, there is room for me to say, God, help me to see this from your perspective, because right now I'm only seeing it from my perspective. And my perspective mm. is 
this thing's super important. And they're wrong and I'm right. Yes. <laughs> I need to tell them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes I think um, saying, hey, take some time to pray about that and mm. ask God to, you know, help you see it from his perspective. Like that is always helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's easy to kind of get in, forget how helpful prayer really is. And we've mm-hmm. talked about that before. Um, and, and we have to want help. Yeah, like, right. Because right. sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just <laughs> we 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 like disagreeing yeah. with that person. We like the way it makes us feel. We like being right. Right. We you know we enjoy the feeling of all that. Mm. And so maybe we do pray, but we don't actually mean it. Right. Like we don't actually humble ourselves. Right. And say, God, help me. Like. Yeah, we're not ready to truly hear what God wants to say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and sometimes we've just got to not bring up our disagreement. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, if it's not a heaven or hell thing, you you don't have to talk about that, right? If, <laughs> Your if that, relationship should be based on other things. Yeah, yeah. Like, if that brother or sister is on the way to heaven, let's celebrate that. Right. The two of you have been redeemed. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into, into the kingdom of light. Yeah. Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Celebrate that. Now, if you can, if you believe you're in a position where you can have a conversation about something that you see differently, and you can do it with a spirit of humility mm-hmm. for the purpose of growing and understanding the other person's perspective and learning mm-hmm. and deepening relationship, and those things are possible, and you feel you're in a position to do that, go ahead. Yeah. But at the moment where that thing begins to divide you yeah you know you got to stop and say hang on a second yeah the fruit of this conversation is not the fruit that the spirit wants to produce which is unity right yes (laughs) yeah and so let let's just back away from the table yeah let's leave this thing alone Mm -hmm. until we can both agree that we're ready to talk about it for the right reasons yeah yeah i'm glad you said that i think um having the permission to disagree with somebody is so helpful Mm -hmm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. um and yeah, if you're gonna if you're going to take time to talk about that kind of stuff, then make sure you have a time where you're gonna be done mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah. Um and that is just yeah, that's so helpful to put um yeah, healthy boundaries on it. But also I love, you know, is the fruit of this conversation the fruit of the spirit? Yes. Or is it the fruit of disunity? Yes. That's yeah. yeah is it the flesh? Right. Is it selfishness? Because mm-hmm. once again, as I said, Often we get into these conversations for selfish reasons, right? Because who doesn't like to feel like they're right? Yeah, and if you it feels nice, it does. <laughs> and if and if you've you know you've put thought into something, you've studied something, you've come to a conclusion about something, you're convinced you're right about that thing, like that. It feels powerful. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah, and you just want to, you know, when you find somebody who sees it differently, yeah. and you've you're convinced they're wrong i mean there's so so we have to ask ourselves what is my motive Mm, like what is my motive here am i am i a student wanting to understand this person better Mm. am i am i uh trying to help them because i think i i do believe they're wrong and i think that that there are negative consequences associated with a false belief that i believe they have and i want to help them because I believe that they're going to be better, their marriage is going to be better, whatever is going to be better, mm-hmm. because 
they need to see something differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're talking about a loving motive. But we have to be super honest with ourselves and yeah. say, why do I want to have this? Dis- why do I want to engage in this conversation? Yeah. And sometimes we just have to acknowledge it's because I think I'm right. I want everybody else to know it because I like the way it makes me feel. And I want to win. Right. You know? Yeah. That, I think that's drifting. Well, it's not what Jesus was praying for in John 17. No, that's no, for sure. No. Um, but it's not wrong to have a conversation about something we disagree about. Yeah. As long as we do it in love. Right. Speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Right. In other words, with the motive of love. Mm-hmm. So then you have to look at, well, what does the Bible say? Because the Bible says that. Yes. Speak the truth in love. So what does the Bible say love is? <laughs> yes, because you don't get defined no, we, speaking the truth in no, love. <laughs> no, and we love to do that. Yes. So um, we, we, again, because we so much want to have that conversation and we want to just speak the truth, Yeah. we redefine what love is so we get permission to speak the truth. Huh. Yeah. Right? And Jesus says, greater love is no one than this than to lay down one's life for a friend. In other words, love is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Love will go to the point of death, yeah. even death on a cross yeah. in Jesus' case. But death to my desire to be right, death to my own agenda, death to the feelings that I would like to feel if I can convince this person, if I can win, right? you know, all of those things, I'm prepared to do that. Yeah. So until we can speak the truth in love, we should not attempt to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So, so much good stuff. Well, okay. So we started on Ephesians 1 verse 10, talking about how um, God's purpose in mm-hmm. Christ is is to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth mm-hmm. under Christ. Um, that's kind of where we launched off of. How how do you want to wrap up our, <laughs> our time here? Because th- this, yeah. this has been a really great cool. conversation about yeah, unity. It has been, yeah. Um, and it's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, you know, I think just as, as I was sharing earlier, as we were talking, we need to be honest with ourselves. You know, in the current environment that we're living in with this pandemic, there are super strong opinions about so many things. Yeah. And again, it's not wrong to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. God gave us the capacity to have an opinion. It's not wrong to disagree with people. We can. We're mm-hmm. different people. We see things from different points of view. But I, I think each one of us, myself, yourself included, we have to be honest with ourselves about these things we disagree with, disagree about. Mm-hmm. Are we allowing our disagreements about these things, you know, to do with COVID, but so much more? Sure. I mean, yeah. Doctrine, theology, yeah. X, Y, Z, yeah. how to parent, <laughs> yeah. you know. Or what is your favorite sports team? It goes from the petty to the very important stuff. Um, Have we allowed those things to become more important than Christ's mission? Have we brought ourselves out from under Christ in our desire to, you know, stand on our soapbox or wave our flag or to win or whatever language picture you want to use. And if, if we have, um, I think 
And that's that's something that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us, but we have to want to know the answer. Yeah. Because none of us wants to hear the Holy Spirit say, say yes, <laughs> you have, you know, right. yes, you've made right. something more important than Jesus. Right. I mean, who wants to hear that, right. the answer, that answer to yeah. your prayer? But can we come to a plate? Maybe we need to first ask the Holy Spirit, would you help me? to have a soft heart, a teachable spirit, help me to humble myself because mm-hmm. I'm about to pray a prayer and I'm not sure if I want the answer that I think could be coming. Right. You know, and, and uh, to, to, yeah, pray those prayers and then listen and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal it. And he may not do it in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that doesn't we can, mean you're done praying. That doesn't mean we're done praying and it doesn't mean the answer was everything's rosy. Right we got to keep that prayer out there and say, Holy Spirit, if, if there's ever anything in my life that I am elevating above Christ, I'm no longer under Christ seeking the unity of the Spirit mm. and the bond of peace. I have actually come out from under that primary goal of glorifying Christ, of honoring Christ, of building the kingdom of mm-hmm. Christ. If there's ever a moment where that's happening, would you please show it to me? Because mm. I want to build your kingdom. I want to glorify you more than anything. And I never want my opinion, my agenda, my perspective to ever be bigger than Jesus. Yeah, right. Um, help, would good. you help me with that? Because I, I deceive myself. And I know I have. I know I will in the future. Help me. Yeah. 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 May we all be humble enough to pray that prayer Mm -hmm. yeah thanks Nathan man that was such a great conversation and so so challenging I hope in in our prayer is that through today's conversation that as you find yourself in the inevitable um, moments of conflict in life may you be relying on the holy spirit to come under the unity that we have in christ and i know that that was paul's prayer for the church in ephesus and and that is his um, prayer for us today as well as jesus prayer for you in john 17 like we talked about that we may be one as Jesus and the Father are one. So today, as you go through your everyday life, I am praying that the Holy Spirit would help you come under the unity of Christ. And may that be a testament to the world around you of the truth and power and love of Christ. Hey, if this conversation today was helpful for you, we would love for you to give a review on iTunes. That helps other people find the content that makes it easier for people to listen and learn along with us. And hey, why don't you share it with a friend? Um, We have these conversations so that we can learn together about this scripture that we have to study. And we're so thankful. I'm so thankful for Pastor Nathan and the wisdom that he brings. And I'm thankful for you for coming along with us on this journey. You have been listening to the Coinania podcast, and we will see you next time.